0: Mighty senses tingling.
1: Hello, that voice to your ear holes, Slim, the host of the Paper Cake Podcast, coming at your face.
2: Welcome to the
1: Paper Cake Podcast. Episode 63 Uh,
3: We get together in the podcast studio And we talk about industry news The books we're reading And we do a little something called a book club This week's book club uh, Mike Mignola On Hellboy Seeds of... Destruction Who is this, Slim? Who's this band? Uh, This is the uh, Street street Sweep Social Club There you go I think I just draw a blank The one week Yeah, someone asked me I forget Right Callback, back uh, And we read your letters To close out each show Letters at Uh Thanks for thanks for downloading us You know in your app of choice iTunes what have you You know you're listening to a new show And you're like What are these yokels talking about Why should I listen to them You know It's a comic podcast It's 99% chance it's junk What separates them from everybody else uh, We'll go around the room And we'll tell you why We're amazing First off, we have a black guy on the show.
2: Boom, street cred.
3: That's it. Subscribed.
2: What it is, people. How you doing? <laughs>
3: uh, Mark Farrington, you've been described as a Batman genealogist. Can you confirm or deny that rumor?
2: It's true. I have been called a Batman genealogist.
3: You... Your writing has been found in a published magazine, Rations Magazine. Congratulations.
2: That was a long time ago. Thank you.
3: And you're also part of a television troupe by the name of Yes Hello. Approaching the one-year anniversary. Oh, that's just fantastic. Thanks. Um, To his left, someone not as accomplished. By choice. But a dear friend nonetheless. Um, You're... Jonesy loves beer. Let me just introduce him right off the bat. You're writing a comic book. true. You have big plans to shake up the industry. Big designs, Slim. Big designs? You have a grand design. No, just big. Just big. Okay. Just big. Um, You made us
1: cheeseburgers today. I did. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for coming to my humble abode and back to the podcast, then. Uh, one other thing about
3: Jonesy, podcast journeyman. Look for him soon on another podcast. <laughs> Just stay tuned. God bless. Uh, podcast family man to my right, VP of merch. Um, all around good guy. He, if you're looking for something to <laughs> say, he's a big fan of the Dungeons and Dragons, <laughs> right? Is that fact? You just snickered
0: like it's yeah, not true. That's, that's a fact. You don't want that out there? I love Dungeons and Dragons. Don't
3: hide your
1: true self.
0: Magic from... cards, too. Possible new magic card. Re love. I didn't even know magic was still a thing. It, apparently it is. I'm discovering it.
1: I found Photo's deck earlier. Oh my God.
3: Uh, <laughs> Dale also brings us Nias to discuss and debate, the four of us in the podcast studio.
2: Do you ever introduce yourself at all when you do the roundtable? No,
3: never. I no. think the only introduction I get is via the snickering one-liners from Jonesy. He doesn't need an introduction though. It's, no, it's, yeah. The show. I, I'll stop it. The show stop is stop
1: authored it. by Slim and friends. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Selling so them wrong and right again. Branding, Jonesy.
3: my friends. It's just trying to keep everything
1: simple. You know, simple and totally focused on you.
3: <laughs> Dale underscore A. What's happening in the world of comic books?
0: Oh, boy, do I have some news for you this week, folks. Thanks for tuning in. First, your update on the latest Avengers movie news. <laughs> <laughs> the Avengers the hell out of here. Do the you really have Avengers news? Possible Avengers uh, rumored to be uh, released back in theaters in August with a director's <laughs> cut. This is like six weeks in a row where we've had <laughs> Avengers news. It's my responsibility as a newsman to bring it to you. And to get your thoughts about r- releasing Avengers back in theaters with a Joss Whedon director's cut.
1: I'd see it in a minute. I wonder if it, uh, what it's going to clock in at. He's sitting left like an hour on the cutting room floor. No way. We're not going to see a three-hour Avengers
3: movie. Yep. I read it on Superhero Hype. It's four hours. Oh, well, then it must be true. And I just made that
0: up. tricked you. In Avengers comic book news, did you hear about this? Astonishing Avengers that's that's new. I you never heard this. Possible yeah. new title Rick Remendo. Rick, Rick Remendo. <laughs> Rick. That's a pretty
1: badass
3: nickname though. So. <laughs> is that like Remendo. the uh,
0: Steven Spielberg from the Simpsons? <laughs> yeah, this is the cheaper, <laughs> you know, Mexican version of Rick Remendo. This is that's how I usually talk to Rick when I'm on the phone with him like, yeah, "Hey, Remendo, Remendo you want to go meet up at the coffee beanery? Get some corn dogs?" Yeah. Uh, Remendo and Opo- Opeña. No. Astonishing wow. Avengers. No, is this a real thing? Could this be real? I need to change my shorts. Did I just blow your mind right now? Oh, Pena. Yeah. I remember him from such comic books as Uncanny
2: X Force,
3: Fear Agent,
2: Fear Agent. Okay, That's I, I almost it. just
3: That's leapt it. across
2: the studio and strangled you to death. Being a father has softened <laughs> you. Years ago, you would have just kicked me off the show.
1: Oh wow! I remember time t- that time uh, that Slim hugged me when I announced the birth of my child. I don't remember yeah. that. I, <laughs> I remember, remember that. that. Uh, I remember that He just did
3: Opeña Just did that variant Avengers vs. X-Men cover It was pretty boss It was With Thor looking into the phoenix It was pretty amazing I remember that I'd buy it
2: I'd because buy it If it's those two uh, I don't know if I like Hickman on Avengers Hickman? We're talking about We're, we're talking Mendo. about Rick Remender Oh, that's right Remendo Welcome he, to the Paper Keg Podcast
1: you're being too meta right he now He also I'm does about.
3: Secret Avengers If you've ever read that The writer I have oh, read that So good Yeah Rick Remender, would you buy it? Mark Farrington, DC, former DC historian. Jury's still out. I don't that's know. A no, that's a no. That's a no. I don't know. I don't know about you. You were discussing uh, minutes ago that you wanted to buy the new fifty-two
2: hardcover collection of every first issue. Fact. No, I'm talking about the omnibuy collection coming out in November of Jeff Johns, Grant Morrison, Mark Wade, and Greg Rucka's fifty-two series. Okay,
0: all right.
3: I take it back. All right. That's beautiful. Still, we cool? We cool? still, it's
2: going to be unreadable. It's so many issues. I'm going to love every page. <laughs> going to love it. Hey, Dale, I don't I get back to the news segment?
0: <laughs> We're running out of time. I'm so glad you guys wanted me to get back to the news segment. Because a uh, couple more artist moves. You know, you hear this Brian, Brian Michael Bendis guy. There's been rumors. You know, he's been doing a Avengers, New Avengers, Secret of Slappy Avengers. Not the Secret Avengers. For like 15 years, right? For, yeah, for like 8 to 10 to 12 years. He's going to be taking over the X-Men. Confirmed? Uncanny and X-Men. Remember when I talked about that months ago? You I did? I called a of, it. A
3: lot of people did. Though. I called I it, to kind of. be fair. I was a uh, uh, like a psychic. He was obviously the first to yep. make that Thank suggestion. You. Word. Mm-hmm. That's confirmed? Seriously? No, it's bleeding-cool-firm. It's bleeding-cool-firmed.
0: Yeah. yeah that's, <laughs> so. pretty, that's pretty solid. They heard <laughs> it from a source. It's solid. Yeah, I think it's a uh, homeless very possible. guy down by the Burger King <laughs> started shouting at him. <laughs> There's been a couple names dropped as well to be his artists. Let's hear it. Lionel yeah. E. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah. Brandon Peterson. What? Who has uh, Get out of here? Yeah, that's doing, fake. been doing That's, a, that's doing a fake lead. Also, possibly Mike Diodato, mm. who's a r- old reliable, i like to call him, architect over here. Call him the old
3: lefty. I, I don't want two out of those three names anywhere near my X-Men comics. I'll tell you that. Brandon Peterson, he just did some fill-ins for Ultimate Comics Ultimates.
0: Doing, doing fill-ins isn't a bad thing. Why is that a Not bad thing? Not when you're
3: relaunching X-Men. You
0: gotta get top talent. Brosif? Lionel Yee
3: can only do so many... X Men comics. That's, well, that's two shares a month.
0: He's, that guy's doing super crooks over
3: there. I mean, what's he going to be doing? They're going to have Greg Land and uh, <laughs> <They are. laughs> Salvador La Roca all over those titles. They are. Eventually, they'll bring JRJR
2: JR back Ooh. on X Men.
3: Maybe now we have something here. Bendis Maybe. and
2: JRJR JR at one point.
3: I will I will buy the pants off of a Bendis JRJR. JR. Maybe. Let's see. Who's left? Koipel. What about Koypel?
2: I'd read Koipel on them.
3: Hmm. Koi on adjective list. Mm-hmm. 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 So you get two X Men books a month every two weeks. There you go. Sold. Bought it. Wow. Slims have bought it. Just keep the Greg Lands and the and the Larocas of the world out of there.
0: You know who's not? They're not keeping out of there. Chris Roberson. Heard of that guy? New imprint, Monkey Brain Comics. Guy. Guy picked up in the uh, left DC months ago. You remember that? He yeah. got a lot of publicity out of that. Up and left. He said uh, he's got a PR machine. Said never again. Said never. Uh, was good. Was exactly. Mark Millar
1: doing his PR for him? Is that why he's so, uh, so, uh, so,
0: uh, now he's doing, <laughs> I don't, I don't get that. So, uh, you know, I'm just going to move on. What's to he doing? Monkey Brain Comics. What's uh, What's Monkey Brain? To launch in July. That's racist. It's uh right now it's a lot of posters celebrating monkey brains. Teasers, a lot of teasers with the monkeys and brains. Well, that's a given. And uh, you know, he's going to look to uh, carve out his niche in the
3: in the creator-owned independent market. In the independent market, did you see the tag? The tagline: Independence Independence Day. day. Independent s day, guys. It's a pun. It's playing
0: words. It tugged at my heartstrings. I got to say, Gen
3: Z is
1: so annoyed that he's not drinking <laughs> alcohol right now. <laughs> I'm uh, back on the wagon. I want to apologize for my behavior last <laughs> year. Uh, That's it. All right.
3: I don't know what this Robertson is up to. He's cooking something up. Hey, he got he, the best thing he ever did was quit DC. Yeah. Some people didn't even know who he was when he did that, and they're like, "Who's this guy?" He wrote Grounded. Remember that he took on Grounded oh. for
2: JMS. He cleaned it up. I mean, it it wasn't a stellar story, but he did a good job like cleaning the, it up.
3: I think he's like the dance slot of Superman. Like, if he was doing his own thing, he I, could have been. It could have been really good.
2: I'd buy that because Roberson was doing random cleanup jobs in DC. He was finishing out random storylines for this person, that, that fluffer,
3: person. yeah, fluffer of the comic uh, storyline biz. Everybody needs a
2: fluffer. We need to move on to
3: the comic talk. I want to hear from newly. Sober, uh, Jonesy loves beer. What What are you reading this week? Batman, issue ten.
1: I heard about this book. Do we all read this book? We so all read we should,
3: it. If, if anyone's not read it, you should just skip ahead a
1: few minutes. The Court of the Owls conclusion. Bruce is right there. He has the answers. He chases <laughs> these answers. Back to the source, to that original. In the first issue, you see young Bruce breaking into that manor where he first discovers the Court of the Owls. His steps trace him back to that original manor where he finds the entire Court of the Owls dead. No. Poisoned. No. As if they were at a dinner party and all committed a mass suicide. In the first five pages End of the book. End of the story. First,
3: there goes five the Al storyline. Goodbye. What an odd ending to, that,
1: to but, that issue. But. What? Was that it? No. Bruce goes back to the Batcave, brooding. His victory snatched away from him. Then he begins to think back. No, this can't be it. This can't possibly be it. Hits the streets again. Cape and, Cal, and Goes back to that original talent. That started at all They face off This guy wants to know How did you figure it out It was me Bruce Tell me the truth
0: <laughs> Bruce How do you know How do you know
1: Because I'm Thomas Wayne Jr. What Spoilers if I, anybody what? We said skip ahead We said skip ahead Okay So did, did. Scott Snyder Does this little mini vent with Core of the Owls in Rocks the New 52. Does Bruce Wayne have an older brother left at a children's hospital by his parents that he was never told about?
2: Batman to <laughs> Batman. Did you like it? I loved it.
3: I want to hear from a Batman genealogist. Uh, Mark Farrington, published writer, what did you think? The
2: Gotham Knight. The Court of the Owl storyline had me a little confused because I was underwhelmed. Everybody loved this storyline except me. The only thing I saw from it was that, all right, cool, Bats is fighting somebody that he just can't outfight. Every time he goes for the knockout punch, he tries to kill him. He just gets regenerated and he's back better than ever. Next thing I know, last month, a Talon is popping up in every Bat book. Where do I go to get away from the Talons? I didn't want to read about them. So I finally go to Batman number 10 Hoping that this would be over I see the reveal that Jonesy so eloquently recapped And I'm torn I like the prospect of introducing a new Bat-villain Who can go toe-to-toe with Bruce I just can't buy that he has a
3: brother I don't see it Remember early on in the run Where they introduced Lincoln March And uh, Kapuya was taking heat for having him look just like Bruce Wayne Yep. Yeah, and he was like, he was like a pig in s that the day that that book came out. He's like, he, he even said, he's like, remember back then when you guys were busting my balls about having, they looked so much alike? That was a plan from the get-go.
0: I just, I mean, I, I really enjoyed the issue. I don't think my world was rocked. I mean, it was, just, it was, it didn't like shake me to the core. I'm like, okay, this is a comic book. He's got a long lost brother that, uh. As soon as the Waynes died, the hospital sunk into the ground, and nobody could contact Alfred.
3: Well, the, I remember they were. What's Alfred's um, father? Jarvis. Jarvis Pennyworth, because they inter- they reintroduced or introduced Jarvis as their butler, the Wayneses, when Bruce was younger. And I was wondering why they did that. So this, like, he's the only other link that knows that there was another Wayne son. So Alfred is now, like, is in the clear as to why he wouldn't remember any of this, because he wasn't the butler at that time.
0: Right, right.
3: So that, that I mean, that filled out why the F were they introducing Jarvis. Because there's still, the backup for the Batman issue, so there's still one issue left. Like, the car, they, it, it builds up, Martha Wayne is, like, a badass fighting this the city mm-hmm. for, like, funding. So they... There you go on a car ride and the car gets in an accident thanks to a talon. And then you, there's one more mini backup to find out what happens then, or I guess what happens to Jarvis because I guess he's I mean, he must be dead in that car accident.
2: He's dead. I forget why Jarvis <laughs> left. <laughs> the Wayne's okay.
3: dead. Was he Originally. wasn't in? Was he wasn't in like previous history of the Waynes? Right? He wasn't the butler when Bruce was young.
2: They reckoned him into the story, like for this I new Fifty Two. No, for all of Batman's history oh really he was reckoned into the original Batman history but and somebody correct me if I'm wrong when Detective 27 was first written in 1939 I think it was Alfred and then somewhere along the way they wrote in Jarvis's backstory yeah
3: maybe that was during the silver or the golden or the platinum age of the character right. let's call back right the uh, you yeah. know superhero cards I'll have to look and see it's if I have three t- different choices <laughs> doesn't, doesn't, <laughs> doesn't you, get your abacus out and you will figure this out <laughs> yeah. do you remember um, Talon has has a comic book coming out in like a month or two or something <laughs> Dumb. Yeah, he's, he's not the character though right this is a
2: different I don't know who the character is he's part of the DC's next new wave of characters right. we gotta move on we wasted a ton of time on that I mean
3: not waste I apologize I don't mean no, to say it's, waste it's the
2: discussion we,
3: we we had a great time talking about it good one Great job, Junti! Thanks, guys. Thank, I appreciate you being here. No but problem. you liked
2: the Junti? <laughs> I did. Oh, cool. Scott Snyder, cool. the
3: Maestro. Like you it, know too. who's filling in art wise for that no. book? No. Uh, I think he's taking one issue off to relax. Leonel no. you. For reals? Not for realsies. Just kidding. Um, it's a troll. Becky Cloonan. Oh, oh, my God. Get out of here. What a
1: grab for DC. I'm going to have to Bravo. walk down to the shop and get that in print. Bravo. So I can lay down next to it at night.
3: Dale underscore A. What are you reading?
1: I'm reading. uh, Let me tell you what I'm reading.
0: Tell me. Pterodactyl hunters in the Gilded City. Thanks,
3: Uh, Mark. What are you reading?
0: Oh my God! (laughs) 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 What on earth? What? What is this? This is a a top shelf comics book. Uh Wow. And uh, it's a it's a beautiful little story. Takes place in 1904, New York City, and um, pterodactyls. Funnily enough Are On the brink Of extinction Extermination Sure They uh, The pterodactyls Terrorize the city At night And um, What they have done What there has been In New York City For uh, decades and decades Is a squad of uh, Folks Almost like firemen Who go up in hot air balloons At night and, And watch towers And hunt down pterodactyls Sounds like a fun job. It uh, it it was written as a really fun job, um, very dangerous, very um, family oriented. This book, love it. It's uh the ter- I love it because it took itself so seriously, but the pterodactyls and the attacks and stuff they weren't really the prevalent part of the story. Mm-hmm. It was more like I got a uh, like a gangs in New York kind of feel for it, Whoa. where the, it's a uh, there's this, it's both, mostly centered on one Irish family. And uh, Amon is a famous pterodactyl hunter who grabs all the headlines. He's uh, famous at what he does. He's been on the brink of death, but he's hunted down all but two pterodactyls that they know about. Mm -hmm. And his brother, Declan, is a a gentleman who is uh, stationed at a watchtower. And there's a lot of inner family turmoil because, uh, you know, Declan kind of lives in the shadow of Amon. And their father, they both live with their father, and he was a, a hunter years and years ago. He's probably like 80 now, retired. Talks about the uh, days in the 1870s and 80s, about when pterodactyls were more vicious. And, uh, you know, there's something about Declan who to- is totally uncertain about whether they should be hunting these pterodactyls, mm-hmm. because uh, he's kind of shares a moment with a, a, a lady he grew up with who is now a nun in New York City, and they're sitting on the steps kind of bonding because... Uh, you know, he's not just not completely sure that maybe they're not, not doing the right thing by exterminating these pterodactyls. And there's a lot of um, turmoil between the brothers because there might, you know, a lot of people think there's jealousy there. Declan isn't really sure if he's jealous or he's just kind of thrust into this job of being a night's watchman. Is this a monthly or is this a collection? This is just a collection. It's a forty-eight 48-page yeah. p- 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 <laughs> book. And uh, it's it's a beautiful book. It's it's like a a family turmoil story with set against pterodactyls ravaging New York City.
3: I love The Top Shelf.
0: Really, really good book. I recommend uh, you get it. I snagged it, actually, on a Top Shelf sale a uh, oh. couple months ago mm-hmm. in We were just talking about
1: the uh, sale taking us to the poorhouse. Did
0: you, uh, did you see that
3: double barrel thing that Top Shelf's done? Oh, my
1: God. Yeah. Can we talk about it later? Will you talk
3: about it? Maybe we can talk about it on the, uh, the fire side. Fire side.
2: Question for you, Mm -hmm. and I mean absolutely no sass when I ask this. Here we go. You've been saying that a lot. Because half of what we say to each other can just, taken out of context, can sound really a hole How did you hear about this book? Like sometimes your picks I've never heard of, and that's not a shot at them. They're non-mainstream, which is definitely your taste. Mm -hmm. And if I want to get into that, I wouldn't know how.
0: Um, actually I've, I only heard about this book because of, through Twitter, really. I mean, uh, when the sale was happening, it got a lot of notoriety and, and creators, co-creators and just people tweeting about the uh, top shelf sale and, uh, letting them, letting everybody else know their thoughts through Twitter and stuff. And I managed to read the, uh, read the little description of it. And, uh, actually won. A, it was kind of cool. I won. A like a book plate, it's called. It's like a little kind of like sketch card. Cool what? with a printed uh, pterodactyl hunters. What? what? Yeah, top shelf ran it like during that sale, and uh, I was this, one of the Twitter winners. Is that Grumps? almost
3: as good as Chris Somney at replying you and saying that he's oh, in your man, pocket on is, Twitter?
0: Chris Somney, just before we hit record, tweeted me twice, <laughs> and it was
3: twice. What was the second
0: one? I only knew about in the pocket one. Well, because then I tweeted him back, and I said, "You're in the pocket of my heart, my heart pocket." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he just replied back with a little smiley face Oh, that Plus Chris he's Somni. He is. He's amazing him,
3: The Somni underscore A connection Oh, man
0: Let's keep the train moving Grinning we're, ear from ear
3: We're running out of tape uh, Legends of the Dark Knight mm. Oh, God Digital first You heard about this, Mark? I've heard about this DC is uh, coming up aces right now with Batman They are doing the Legends of the Dark Knight uh, digital first. You know they're bringing back the title. It's a great title to have. You That's know I have these t- a list creators come on and do their own little one shot story of Batman, and they're doing it every week. Ninety nine cents. Can't beat it. I have bought every issue so far. Two dollars one ninety eight to be exact. This week uh, J G Jones, he did the mm-hmm. uh, Wanted. I think he did some Final Crisis garbage. Back then in the, D- in the DC Can you confirm Confirmed Garbage next, He just confirmed garbage Next
1: wave right Did that Did he do that That was next a wave? store imminent Wasn't it I was kind of hoping I'd talk about the Lemire I don't know which one uh, it was actually Uh, Well the R- Lemire one was pretty
3: great anyway, But the week before But this one uh, It involves him In the Justice League watchtower uh, And he Is infiltrated He's on, he's by himself Watching Earth Yeah that's what he does He's He's watching all of Earth and uh, Amazo, you ever heard about this character? Yeah, so yeah. he's like a robot, and he's all got the all the powers d- of
1: the JL mm-hmm, yeah. of
3: the Justice League variation. So he gets he he uses the teleporter because he tricks the teleporter and thinking he's one of the Justice League members. So now he's in there. So big kicks Batman out of there. Batman is just floating around in space, dying, thinking, you know, thinking about how to get Amazo. Um, and he doesn't he doesn't signal the JL because he's kind of a big deal. He's like, I'm just going to do this myself. A, yeah. <laughs> Let's just see if I can I got do this it. one. Let me just see. Let's just <laughs> test things out. You know, I'm dying in outer space, and I'm gonna get back in there and beat Amazo, obviously. Um, so he gets back in there and, and he tussles, and I won't spoil everything. There's a pretty funny scene in it. Um, but there, he's walking around and th- wondering why he did it. And he's like, "Why didn't I call the Justice League? Did I? Did I want to see if one normal man could take on every member of the Justice League? Or you know, and then to see how tough I am." And uh, that was the end of the issue. He's like, all of the above. I'm a Mm -hmm. big effing deal. That's what he says, pretty much.
0: It's great. 99 cents. Because even when it boils down to it, he doesn't trust anybody but himself. Mm -hmm. And if he has to take down the entirety of the Justice League, he probably had to at some point in his
2: past. Yeah, maybe there was a storyline by Mark Wade, you know, eerily similar to that. Who knows? And the greatest thing about it is, if they ever go rogue and he's got to take them all out, they know he can. Yep. Which is beautiful.
0: Um, the, uh... The Lindelof Lemire, I, I mean, that, I really got a kick out of that issue, though. Really got a kick out of it.
3: So great. So great. And I was actually pretty pleased with how that turned out digitally because it was formatted pretty nicely for the landscape iPad. No cutoffs or anything. You know, it's it's uh, these books will be coming out in print uh, in a collected format. So these oh. have been, you know, repositioned for the iPad in a, in a landscape uh, format. So the print version will be, those pages kind of doubled up, okay. but a little, you know, not as obvious. So I, I, I think it's great. I thought the first issue was perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Th- I mean, there's like no other title that would, that would be, you know, as good of a plan for a digital first than Batman Legends of the Dark Knight. Mark Farrington, running out of time. Sorry. Sorry.
2: Spider-Man, Bendis, and Sarah Pacelli. I remember where I was when I bought Ultimate Spider-Man number one. I was a freshman at University of Pittsburgh at their comic book store, and I have been with that book ever since. This event is 12 years in the making for me. And for those who don't know, this is the Peter Parker that we have grown up with for 50 years. He is finally crossing over into the Ultimate universe with Miles Morales. Starts off with Peter swinging through New York City, chilling, happy, monologuing, thinking how great he's got it. He loves being Spider-Man. Even though he's got a dream job and no luck with the ladies, breaks up a robbery, comes across a disturbance, we later find out it's Mysterio, havoc ensues, he is thrown into a parallel universe. It was night when he left Manhattan in some abandoned warehouse. He wakes up, it's the middle of the day, he's standing on a rooftop. He's trying to figure out what's going on, he's swinging around New York City. He sees that the bugle is somewhat destroyed. He sees what later becomes the triskelion, thinking, what in the world is that? He goes to help out somebody who's being mugged. He saves the guy. The victim turns to him and says, isn't that costume in poor taste? Peter Parker died. We need more heroes. But, dude, show some respect. Pete is stunned. He's like, how does this guy know who I am? He's so, like, s in his pants. Right. He yeah. doesn't. He's baffled, confused, doesn't know what to do. So, he just... Clears his throat, says thanks, and decides, maybe Nick Fury will know what's going on. Gets up to the rooftop, starts walking, comes across Miles Morales. Story ends. Let's be honest. I'm into this event because it's 12 years in the making. It's Bendis. It's Spider-Man. Can't go wrong. Having said that, it was one big monologue. That is hands down the only issue that I have with this book. And don't get me wrong, Bendis is a master of being inside people's heads, especially Peter Parker. But with the story this eventful and this intriguing, I wanted to jump right in it and go from the get-go. Mm-hmm. And with every page turn that I'm going through, I'm thinking, oh, this is going to be great. Peter Parker died. He gets to meet Aunt May. He gets to meet Mary Jane. He's going to meet a Black Nick Fury. The Ultimates are different from the Avengers. There's so much potential for drama in this story. And I felt a little left down in issue number one.
3: It's like twenty. It was like 20 pages. Of monologue. I don't understand why these first issues aren't oversized. Give, you know, I I guess people are going to buy it regardless. but It'll be
2: pretty swell if
1: it was oversized. Either? Yeah. Yeah. Get but out of
2: here. in Marvel's Defense, I heard they're publishing the first two bi-weekly. Don't defend them. So,
0: <laughs> I, oh, in the Marvel's Defense, I'm I guess I'd be one of the uh, demographics that really enjoyed the book. I could re- every I could read a Peter Parker inter monologue issue every month, every sure. week. Just yeah. put one out for me.
3: I'm beginning <laughs> to think that there's a very small minority that do not like three ninety nine comics. I think I'm I'm just coming to grips with. There's, you know, I don't. The, th- people just
0: love it. But I don't think I that's, don't think they That's they not an I argument th- for Spider Man. I mean, no,
3: I mean like just in general. Like I know I'm vehemently against four dollar books, but I just don't. I I think that I'm the odd man out. I think people don't care. I'm with well, you. Yeah, the majority I'll of, rally behind your back. Majority
1: of people just don't care.
0: Yeah, like, I don't. I think at this point, I don't think. It's an issue. I mean, people, they're yeah. selling. The issues are selling. Mm-hmm. And I get my free digital copy with my sure. print copy. I mean, I love that.
2: I think they're pricing it perfectly in the sense that they are ninety nine books they know people are going to buy. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. The only way to tell Marvel that I don't like this is to not buy the book. Vote with your dollars. Exactly. But at the same time, they know darn well that, hey, people are going to want to read this. They'll pay that extra buck and darn it if they're not
0: right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm... Kind of used to it now. I just I think, think of it as something I got to do. I think the digital
3: edition is even things out for some people too. Like I don't buy print books anymore, but if I did, the digital, the free digital download would be a huge draw. You yeah. know, like you go, home, you buy a print book, and then you enter a code, and you've got it in your, you know, your online cloud library. So yeah. You don't need to worry about worrying about what the print book is.
0: Yeah, that's. Um, I I think this past week was a big week for me, and I think Marvel just this is the first. Week or the first month that they started doing it with all their three ninety nine books, mm. and it was a big. I mean, I came home with like especially all the AVX tie ins I before I even uh, leave work for the day, I just redeem them so they're all waiting in my sure. iPad. That's a, I mean, it's a great deal. Mm-hmm. Really can't beat it.
2: Now, did you read Spider Man Dale? Did you like yeah.
0: it? I I loved it. Um, I love the setup. I mean, I guess I could. I, it's not a gripe, but it's just an observation. That there's only four issues left for them to sort out with whatever, whatever they have to sort out, but I mean, I could read Peter Parker inner monologue, and I could look at Sarah Pacelli's art all day yeah. long. stuff is great. It's it's fabulous. I can't get over how good Spider Man's neat and beautiful Spider Man's costume is. I mean, mm-hmm. it, I mean the whole book, every all the details and everything. There's one there's one panel that I really liked where he's he just figured out it's uh, Mysterio's. Costume in the warehouse and he like has his globe helmet up to it and it's like a depth, depth perception thing because his globe he's holding and then Mysterio's like suit is hanging behind it but it all looked like you know with Peter Parker's head and it. it was mm-hmm. amazing I just love the she's a, amazing she's a talent
3: she's a huge talent she's I think she's about to blow up you know hope kind so whatever her next project is after this she yeah. fits this book
2: and she fits Spider-Man really well
3: lightning round hmm my god. Two cents or less. Oh my god. Uh, we're going over the limit. Not to be confused with the movie.
1: <laughs> Two cents or less. Another book you read, Jonesy. Justice League Beyond Eight. Who would have thought anyone could care about the throwaway character of Warhawk? Oh, wait. No, no, they can't. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, beautiful. Dale underscore A. Avengers 27. Novar Cree sent Earth's protector Betrayed by his own people I could dig some more Walt Simonson On my comics Detective Comics Rite
3: of Passage Alan Grant and Norm Bravehugel Show you the backstory of Tim Drake. One of my all-time favorite creative teams on Batman.
2: Hard here first. Batman and Robin number 10. What happens when Dick Grayson, Tim Drake, Damian Wayne, and Jason Todd are all in the same room? Best Bat Book on the Market... What? Comma, bar none.
0: What? I can read. I've been what? wanting to read this. Now I now I have to buy it. Thanks to
3: Mark. Uh, Hellboy: Seeds of Destruction. That's a that's a
0: real thanks though, Mark. Thank you.
3: Bye. Anytime, bro. Mike Mignola, Dark Horse. You hear about this? Oh, I have. Uh, this is our book club this week. S- Everyone, book club segment. Welcome. Are you in a book club? We, we are. are. Uh, Jonesy, what's this book all about?
1: Okay. About. <laughs> oh Alright, so uh, I'm going to make a startling confession You didn't read it No, no, no (laughs) Oh boy (laughs) I read The Curse Bells By accident Hellboy The Curse Bells? Everybody stop, stop trolling me right now (laughs) (laughs) I never read Hellboy the first time around when it was hot But I fell in love with Mike Mignola Over Baltimore You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I went into this loving Mike Mignola and I was not disappointed. Hellboy is the story of a demon summoned in the last days of World War II. You know, the Nazis, they're crazy about the occult. You know, they want to do, they start summoning stuff to help them. And they win the war, you know. Uh, but it doesn't go their way. You know, the U.S., the, uh, what do you call that? Not the Axis, what's the other one? The Allies. The allies. Capture Hellboy. And Hellboy grows up as the greatest paranormal investigator in the world which was a nice touch and this story is kind of half him discovering his potential origin the person who summoned him and introduces the rest of the BPRD and also sets us up for a larger universe that Hellboy can go explore
0: Hmm. succinct that's how I do it now (laughs) Hellboy and since you already gave opinion of the book, you don't have to talk to Yeah, through. I could just leave. leave. He's just going to take a nap. nap later.
3: He's going to take a nap right now. Uh,
0: Dark Horse. Hellboy. Um, I'm going to go ahead and join. I bet we could probably all confess the same thing. I've never, I've never read Hellboy. This is my first reading of Hellboy. And this thing came out in 1994. Like, I had no idea... I was b- barely on the aware of comics back then, but that was only Marvel and DC and foil covers.
3: You were flipping magic cards back then. I was with fl- your was cronies. Slim was ten years
0: old. Cards. Yeah, I was eleven. We're doing oh, math sorry. here, live on air. Um, <laughs> but I mean, it's what a great book. I mean, I had such a an enjoying uh, enjoyment, mm-hmm. fulfilling time uh, reading Hellboy: Seeds of Destruction. Even back then. He knew what he had in mind for the numbering system, oh, yeah. one through four. Mike. Seeds of mm. destruction.
3: Mikey Meds. Um
0: The internal monologue of of Hellboy, Mister Boy, <laughs> as the old lady <laughs> in the lake house would call him. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's just I I don't know why I haven't read Hellboy before this because everything Mignola puts out in this universe has like he's like my favorite. For science, tech, tech crazy technology, the time, the era that all the stories take place, uh, storylines of the occult and stuff like that—it's like Baltimore and Lobster Johnson. Mm-hmm. I, I, I dig it all, and uh, I regret not reading it up until now.
1: I will tell you what, after reading this, I have to believe that Baltimore and Hellboy are in the same universe. Okay, yeah, I'm, yeah. just just the way the creatures act and I look. I figured
3: that everything in that in that universe were in his umbrella of books were in the same universe. I don't I don't, I don't maybe, know if it was confirmed or not. Oh, I don't know. I, yeah. I guess it's just the way I read the books and mm-hmm. figured I was reading a Mignola-verse yeah. book, maybe.
1: Mignola-verse,
0: nice. Trademark, trademark, trademark. I
3: uh, I had read this, um, I think, in the comics app way back when. Um, but I, I just... Mignola's artist, I love his art style. It's so, so great. great. I, the first work I ever read of his was the Wolverine Apocalypse trade graphic novel uh-huh. where he fights Apocalypse and he ends up killing Apocalypse and it was revealed that it was just one of Apocalypse's like doombots kind of deal where it wasn't really him. Oh, that His art, he has like such depth to his art. It's hard to explain. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to
1: better articulate it. but Just some of the shots of like Hellboy just like stoically – like in a um in a silhouette with just like his trench coat whipping mm-hmm. around him, yeah, and just like him holding like his stone arm out a little bit, like iconic images that I can recognize that I haven't really put together, finally getting to see them in context, it's mm-hmm. such oh man, this book just
3: i and just it's that amazing. I, the idea of like that hellboy character being a part of a paranormal investigator team that investigates you know like Nazis
0: and robots. Yeah, like Hellboy, like the Hellboy character and his possible storyline just isn't enough. Yeah. There's a whole bar- bureau that he's on. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm glad I'm reading the first volume knowing that I have so much to catch up on. Yeah. And I'm not going to run out of new material anytime soon.
3: Did you, did you take part in that BPRD sale, that Dark Horse sale?
0: I did. I have like 50 or 60 <laughs> issues and I haven't <laughs> read any of it yet. But uh, I wish they'd have a Hellboy sale for reels. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Just the, yeah, the art, um, like you guys said, I mean, there's a lot of, when things are present and in the light, he does a good job of of showing that. And then when there's complete darkness, he still has a way of portraying what's happening in complete darkness, like uh, iconic shots of just Hellboy, just his eyes. You can see his shadow Mm -hmm. and red eyes standing behind uh, Professor Broom or Mister Broom, yeah. Brutenholm, so great, and um, just the angular angularity of it all, and uh, and then of course the storyline with the uh, the frogs and Frogman.
3: Uh, yeah, I mean, everything I grew up, I didn't grow up reading Hellboy, so it was obviously like a few years ago. But just a lot of that uh, the occult Nazis, paranormal, it's just great. Everything about it is great,
1: and you can see now reading it for the first time how much it's influenced other works, and now I kind of get where it all came from.
3: Reminds me a lot of Atomic Robo.
1: Yeah, and mm-hmm. uh, what was it? Um, what was the one, Butt Rockets? Uh, oh. You know what I'm talking so about. Was it a movie? thing no, no, no. No, <laughs> no, no. The one, uh, it was Jules Verne and the robot. You oh, know? Mystery Society. Yeah, Mystery, Society, yeah, Mystery yeah. Yep. Society, kind of. He was really, if you think about it, he was kind of doing steampunk before it was hit, mm-hmm. back in 94. Uh, I want to hear
3: from, from someone yeah. special. Mark,
1: tell us why you didn't like it. Oh, jeez.
2: The only Hellboy that I ever read was Mignola and James Robinson's Batman-Starboy. Oh, Batman-Starman-Hellboy crossover. And even that, I thought it was only good because Batman and Starman were in it at first. And I liked Hellboy. Um, How can I phrase my thoughts on this book? You guys know, listeners to the show know that the occult is... Not really a genre I dig. That's true. Having said that, that is true. Yeah. I was surprised that I liked this because, like everything you said, it's heavily involved in the occult. I guess whenever I think of an occult story, and magic specifically, it leaves too much room for do ex machina endings, and I hate that. Hellboy was just good. Start to finish, solid, intriguing. And I think, I didn't read it as a kid because I looked at it, goofy design, dark character not
3: something that i'm familiar with Not something i'm familiar with i'm not even being troll i'm not even trolling you but like it's not batman it's not wolverine it's
2: not the x-men like what is this why would i read this right it's not something i come across on saturday morning Mm -hmm. and so i just underestimated it big goofy character it's going to be dumb and one of the things that kept surprising me as i'm reading it is how articulate hellboy is how well written he is yeah and he's more so than any book that i remember us reading mcnola mm-hmm. will use hellboy's monologue to describe what's happening but not in a claremont x-men talk down to me sort of way it says like if hellboy gets attacked and he's angry it's there's two problems with me one is that i'm a demon and i don't know where i came from and two is i get angry <laughs> yeah. a lot that's great and yeah. when i get angry i do mm-hmm. stupid things and meanwhile while you're reading that monologue part of that's verbatim you're he's showing you it and mm-hmm. i love that mm-hmm
1: I also liked uh, in part of his inner monologue uh, where he really gets down to how hellboy thinks and how his metabolism works and how his physicality works like he says a couple of times like there's a part of my brain that that controls this part of me and it and I can feel it snap as yeah. as I get up and I'm ready to fight and there's another piece of my brain that makes me stop and calm myself and I can feel like it's very it, an interesting way of telling us how a person with superpowers must go through that process when the powers activate. I thought that was a cool twist too. I haven't seen it before.
0: I actually like also how they how Minola treated Hellboy how Hellboy uh, his knowledge of even his right stone hand cuz I even wondered that only from the uh, the movie but Hellboy doesn't even know why he has a big stone hand cuz he doesn't know much about his past but he knows his stone concrete hand could come in handy in a lot of ways and and just smash the crap out of things like a sledgehammer.
1: You know, I I do want to bring up uh, Hellboy the movie only because I saw the movie in theaters without reading the book and there's, I think in the movie, and I could be wrong, but there seems to be a lot in the movie that's fan service, that's like there's nods that people have been reading it forever and stuff that I didn't get, and I think that turned me off to the film. But going back and reading volume one, which is essentially the plot of the movie, sort of, I like this a lot better, and I'm a lot happier having read it, and then maybe in a couple volumes I'll go, and I'll enjoy that movie on a level that I wouldn't have before. I
3: wonder if uh, comic movies that we were knowledgeable about were the same way to non-readers. Like the little nods were kind of standoffish.
1: Yeah. Like the Avengers, I'm sure, if you didn't know anything you did about the Avengers in the history of Marvel, maybe you were like,
0: mm-hmm. you know... Maybe I th- also thought it was fascinating how they wrote in the backstory of his two partners, Elizabeth Sherman and Abe Sapien. Mm-hmm. I was completely fascinated by Abraham Sapien. Man, and when he was you, my favorite character. When I'm you find out that it, he was basically grown in a test tube, and they found him, and there was like a little pin, a, a piece of paper taped to his test, a test you know, p- taped to his tube, it said Ichthyosapien, like they were. Trying to create new life mm-hmm. And they found him On the day Abraham Lincoln Was murdered So it they was him what, Abraham yeah. yeah I mean the, So that was uh, Over a hundred years ago And uh, And they were playing With this kind of technology Back then I mean It was just Completely fascinating
2: And credit to McNola I mean He wrote those characters So well that As I'm reading this I wanted to read more about Abe and mm-hmm. Elizabeth What's her name His sure. partner in Kwan
3: That's a uh, I think I talked about it maybe an older episode. The first mini series is on the Dark Horse app.
2: You have to get it. It's I, good. I want to read it. Yeah, the, yeah.
3: The, like the, the it's so easy because when I was reading, I was like halfway reading the Hellboy stuff, and I, I went onto their website and added the, like the next two series to my cart. So I was like you were literally about up. to buy <laughs> the rest of them because I, I still like
0: love the format of the
3: the Dark Horse stuff. Just, yeah, yeah it
0: draws me in, especially on the uh, both on the. Um, iOS app and on the website, they Dark Horse doesn't confuse you. They present you the volumes in a way they were released. So, Seeds mm-hmm. of Destruction is first, one through four, and then uh, Plague of Frogs or whatever came next. I actually bought the uh, the the value of digital. I had like I got some uh, Amazon gift cards, so I bought like the first four Hellboy hardcovers, and I haven't even opened them yet because like I'm at Jonesy's podcast paper cake show done right now i'm not lugging a hardcover all the way up here yeah. so i bought again i bought it on digital just so i can have You'll it look for, for the show yeah You'll i know get it, it. <laughs> yeah so uh completely uh, i mean i'm just in love i just want to write a big old love letter and, and read more yeah. last who
3: wants the last word on hellboy take
1: it mark all
2: right i think mcnola could even This book could be used to give writing lessons to writers nowadays because I got everything that I wanted and what we talked about. I got a self-contained story with plot elements that lead into the next chapter in Hellboy's life, but I don't feel cheated after having read it. I got a complete and utter story, and it had enough of a hook to bring me back to the next one.
1: We got your letters I'm going to open them up. Ferriton's going to read them to you.
3: You know, we didn't announce the location of our meetup at the beginning of the show. Mentioned we, we Stay tuned. to?
2: Stay tuned until the end. Well, then if we did that, why would people chime in for the fireside?
3: All right. Is it going to be the fireside or the end of the show? Why don't we cl- we'll, we'll close. We'll close. With, uh, okay. um, we'll
1: reveal the location. Okay.
3: Letters at papercake Write us. Shoot us a little electronic mail. You know, maybe we'll read it on air if we have time. Mark Farrington is our VP of letters.
2: We got a couple this week. We got one from Sethy, who is kind enough to keep them short for me. So shout out to Seth. Appreciate that. He's saying Who would you fellas consider A great lesser known Creative talent in comics We hear a lot about Bendis, Johns, etc But who's someone you follow That doesn't get a lot of play Love the show Dot 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 Still
0: (laughs) Thank you Was that from Seth? That was from Seth Seth, You are the man
1: See you soon buddy Uh, Okay
0: (laughs) So what Smaller time Creative teams huh? Non big
2: name characters We don't talk about I got one, or two rather. Creators or characters? Creators. Okay. DNA, Dan Abnett and Andy Lanning.
3: They're writing like half the DCU right now, aren't they?
2: No, they're writing half the Marvel U. No. Yeah. They were doing a lot of DC. They left. They went to Marvel. They own space characters. Their stuff is engaging. We don't talk about them enough, but if their name's on a book, I will check it out. In space.
3: Lesser creator, we love. That's a good
0: A question,
3: isn't it? Though breeds love. Mm. I have no idea. I can't think of it. I know. I. C- but lesser known creator.
1: I
2: don't, uh, it's like we sold out. Let's say uh, right. I know now.
3: that Fiona Staples. I'll, I'll buy pretty much anything she
1: does. Yeah. Becky Cloonan. Oh, Becky. she's not lesser known though. Uh, she's getting. She's, she's kinda, not. She's not architect she's level. I
3: guess. Up. I mean, I guess we have to define lesser known. Real talk, though. Real and talk,
2: please. I didn't know who Becky Cluna was. I had to get one of the interns to uh shoot me
1: over the wiki in between right, talking you, about they it. They
3: brought in they ran in with a sheet of paper. Yeah. Like and they put it right on your desk.
1: I will tell you a creative team that I hope keeps working together. That's us or now.
3: Alex Malive, Ryan Bettis,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Justin Jordan and Trad Moore. Hmm. I know them from such creative works as The Strange Town of Wuther's Strode Ooh, sound like you said Wuther. Wuther. Mr. He, <laughs> he
0: was uh, just announced that do, he's doing something else, isn't
1: he? He's mm-hmm. doing a follow-up to uh, Strange Town: Tal- Luther Strode Two, Two. Yeah, Two no, two. two.
0: I thought he was doing something Seven else. Two. I, uh, I think they work great together, and I love the art. Actually, I'd, I'd go with a Brian Wood, Becky Cloonan. They've Brian done a couple North different things together. Hmm. He's Her, becoming get he's getting bigger though now. So I don't, thank God, I they I remember,
3: remember, like six months ago, he was writing on his blog about. It was so depressing Like he couldn't He was so depressed With the comics industry He's got like seven
0: books out right yeah, now Yeah and he was like You know what I gotta write these big comics Cause I gotta feed myself yeah. I mean it was just like Wow did Now you, this guy's blowing up Did you read The Girl on the Ice The Brian Wood Becky North Northlanders No I haven't read that yet Go read it Yeah It's It's mm. gorgeous I want to get breathtaking. breathtaking.
3: Becky Clinton on Northlanders. Yeah. yeah. Girl yeah. On, what number is, the girl is this? On the ice?
1: Uh, I don't know the number. I just know. I think it's in the teens. Yeah. I just know the uh, arc title, which is the girl on it, the girl in the ice, the girl under the ice. Um, but it's amazing.
3: Lesser-known creator is Adam Kubert. know, yeah, he's not a big deal. Who's Adam that Kubert, guy? He's an artist. I follow his Instagram. He's been posting a lot of Iron Fist images. I think he's drawing the tail end of AVX. I think the last four, last three issues, and there's a whole hell of a lot of Iron Fist. Everybody, spoilers. Didn't and he I mean to didn't break just Post the
0: uh, noseless Wolverine too. Didn't yeah,
3: because it was it was like added to a list of like worst redesigns in history. So he commented on it because he drew it. <laughs> <laughs> he said he tried to. He, the whole reason he added the bandana was to cover up the nose that he took got rid of. Uh, spoilers. Real
1: quick, uh, Becky and Brian Wood, Northlanders thirty five and thirty six. The girl in the ice.
0: Oh
3: yeah. Really good. Um, yeah, that's all I can think of. Maybe we should revisit this one in two weeks.
2: We're going to have to. This is the first time we might have ever been stumped on a question.
3: Um, did we get a second one?
2: We did. All right. It's a long one. It's oh, from... God. Oh, God. You know where I'm going with it. Fellow podcaster Paul Shirley, you might know him from such podcasts as Ancillary Characters. I heard that uh, somebody's guesting on that show. I don't know who, though. Huh.
3: up in the air. I'll check it out. (laughs) Yeah, boy. It's kind of a big deal.
2: (laughs) Anyway, Paul's writing to us saying that he gave the most recent episode on Listen on Wednesday, and first of all, really enjoyed it. He's now going to go check out Potter's Field. Thanks, Paul. And he's also happy that there's other people in the podcasting industry that he can talk to.
1: Hmm. Also, you guys
2: made some really good points about the mind-breaking continuity issues coming out of the new 52 especially in regards to the Four Robins in five years. Apparently, that's when it's costing him to lose some sleep at night. His question, however, concerns the solution. It's possible that DC could utilize the upcoming zero-month issues to answer some of the more boggling questions about origins of these characters, but what do we think? Would we rather that they maintain what they've started or use some crisis-like scenario to overlap different timelines, knock out stuff that doesn't work, retain the rest? Or, basically, I guess the question is... Should readers accept these changes and problems and move on, or should we look for DC to make apologies, backtrack, and reckon them?
0: I, I'll i go f- and say, um, I think when it boils down to it, as long as you're entertained, I mean, continuity, schmottinuity. Oh, this guy. Get out of here. Are you running for a comic office? No, Riff, seriously, though. I mean, does it, it that doesn't matter? It I don't matter- know. It matters to me it matters to Slim, it doesn't matter to Dale underscore A. That's all. That's what I'm trying (laughs) to say. He doesn't give to Hoots. He's BFFs with Chris Somni now. Like, you could... I mean, sure, like, it's confusing to me how they want to explain it, but... I don't know. I guess when it boils down to it, it's... It is what it is.
1: Uh, My only feeling is this. DC has made a career of going back and rectoning and trying to figure out how they're going to make things work. And then finally they said, F it. I'm going to... We're just going to reboot it all. It's going to be from start from scratch. And then, in true DC fashion, they didn't start from scratch. Right. They went and tried to fix things and, and put in a foundation. So, put your money where your mouth is and make it fresh. Or stop giving me tie in issues that I don't give an ass about to try to fix your content. It's like they tried
3: to coddle the existing Batman fans because that book was still selling a lot.
1: And Green Lantern. I wish
3: they, yeah. they should They really have. I think they should have just gone from scratch. Why not? Make it, like, the ultimate version of the universe. They Why not Batman have, and be young and, like, his first ward be Damien or something? I, I mean,
0: y- yeah, for for 50 of the other titles, they did that. But the two titles they didn't, that's kind of annoying. They should have just went whole, whole hog, mm-hmm. you know. Whole hog.
2: I'm a continuity hair slave. <laughs> so part of the reason I tune in to comics week after week is because I love the continuous story aspect. Having said that, though... I wish they would just stick to their guns and either rip it out or just this is what we're going to do. And I think that's the biggest. Looking at the last eight years in Marvel storytelling, I hate to give Joe Quesada props because personally I don't like the guy. But it's inappropriate. as an editor, it is, though, it is inappropriate. editor, though, professionally speaking, he has been in charge of some of their groundbreaking, really good stories that the fans at times didn't like. I'll admit it. I was yelling when they did. Uh, one more day. What has
3: Joe Case had done to you personally? To offend right. you? Let's talk about it right now. Other changes, Twitter avatar. I mean,
1: um,
2: like mostly Spider-Man changes to get me, for starters. Mm-hmm. But the thing that I'll give them credit for is they will say this is what we're going to do with the story, and they will run with it, and whether or not the fans. Pander. Right. They'll just say, let us finish it, and then tell us what you think. They get through the story, everybody loves it. DC, on the other hand, will start a story, react to fan reaction, and then change it any which sort of way.
3: Are you prepared live on this show to forgive Joe Quezada and apologize to him for Brandon, for uh, one more day? One, not the other.
0: Oh my gosh. So wait, which one? Sophie's Choice? Forgive him.
3: You're forgiving him. I will You're forgive him. You're not apologizing. Him. You don't think things are now better with single Spidey? Nope. You know, he's all gallivanting around.
2: Characters grow up.
3: With a... Uh, black or uh what's her face black hat have you co- read ends of the earth yet yeah come oh, on you about, haven't I was read
2: about that yet do, i was about to do a major spoiler you haven't read that yet? seriously i haven't sense. no I'm right. like six right. won't talk about that book
3: uh do we want to officially announce the location of the small gathering that we'll be doing you yeah, know nothing big guys we're just going out and have some beers when you say okay. nothing
0: big well, don't expect any fanfare there's not even going to be a banner hanging up but you're all welcome to come out.
3: I mean, Mark and Gen Z will probably just will bail out. They're, They're probably not going to be there. They're probably not coming. It's a fact.
2: So I don't have to be there no more? <laughs> you're always looking for an out. You just out. can't. You're salivating.
3: I'm surprised you you're even wait. here right
1: now. Hey, I earlier, said I'm going to be there.
2: I'm going to be there, and I'm going to like it. Dang it.
1: Earlier at dinner, I asked him, would you please come to my 30th birthday party? <laughs> and he said, I don't know. I have a pub crawl, so I probably won't be able to make it to the only time we turn 30. Maybe when you have a kid I'll stop by and see it once Spoiler alert That's when
2: That's when you told me That I was on the being list But because Slim's not Going to be able to make it I got invited to the
1: Yeah well you know Your comeback was hurtful
3: (laughs) (laughs) Where (laughs) are we going Slim? Uh, Anywho Small gathering The location will be At Barcade Boom In Philadelphia Center City Yeah, that area
1: (laughs) What
0: do you want to call it? Fishtown 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 area
1: Just Google
3: it we got, f- ar- got arcade
1: games at this place. It's on Frankfurt it's Avenue. Be fun, yeah. I'm gonna hog that Castlevania machine like nobody's be. Castlevania's waxed. there. They don't have it. Wow. I know. I know. Spoiler thing. Dude, Sorry.
3: Mark just kind of ruined the whole night. They've Family. got Rampage. They've got some good right. games. What else they
2: got? Ah. Beer, beer, lots of beer.
3: I love it already.
2: Golden so X one and two. The,
3: we're gonna get there around maybe six, seven. You know, we're just gonna have seven. a few brew pops, high five each other, and you know. That's it. Make fun of each other. No strings attached. No. You know That'll you be that.
2: Talk some That's comics. It. Sure. Barcade
3: Yeah, you know, we're not going to be like putting tags on people's wrists. You know, to come in the meetup dot org.
0: Yeah, if you if you come in the bar, just look for a crowd of people, or look for Slim's trucker hat. I mean, uh, other, <laughs> you know. I will be wearing a trucker hat, probably. There probably won't be name tags, even though I'll push for it. Can we and, make uh, T-shirts?
1: Can we please make T-shirts? You're in charge of it. You do it. Go ahead. You will be in can charge we, of T-shirts, mm, so yes, so let's do can it.
0: Can we so we'll get get your So have sometime
1: 2018. <laughs> you
2: know what? I will make a T-shirt for three of you.
0: <laughs> with what, that Elmer's fluorescent gl- glue that you can get at uh, the craft store?
2: <laughs> Nothing in iron on, can't fix. I was thinking, take one of Phoenix's covers. Oh yeah, which one? The one with your face on it. No, the one oh, with oh please the one with you as Spidey and the reflection is the three of us in the
1: eye. That mm, one was hot. It's I actually Dan one. was Spidey.
0: Mm, I was Spidey,
1: and then God bless. God he he bless. was Wolverine. I was Hulk. Well, I know who's
2: getting the T shirts now. <laughs> you just made it easier for me.
3: Uh, what a show! July twentieth. July twentieth, seven p.m. Uh, Fiendsta might
2: even come down. Mm. Former cover artist for Paper Keg,
3: That's the rumor. Former,
0: former United States citizen.
2: And Canada's own at-catcher, I heard. That's a rumor. I don't know uh. if
0: that's
3: confirmed.
1: Oh, okay. okay. But it uh, will be nice to see that guy. See,
3: so yeah, I'll just come on, come on out. Yeah. We'll hang out. Drink did some time. brew. Drink mm-hmm. some
1: beer. I'll wear some shorts. Mark's, Mark
3: said he'll beat anyone in Rampage. That's Back. a fact. $20 cash. Win or lose.
2: Where did the stack up in the win column, fellas?
3: I
1: think we broke
2: through into that special column again. I'm not
1: going to lie, <laughs> fellas. Uh,
3: we'll see everybody next week.
0: You guys keeping track of the total running time so far? I don't think we can have a, a so fireside chat. So getting a little long.
1: Uh, we're at the hour mark.
3: Oh, my God. Yeah, remember when we used to do short shows and have firesides? Yeah, Never we had ever. a lot to say. We were engaged. We haven't seen each other for two weeks. We might just have to lop off a new segment. Maybe just one new segment, you know? Yeah. From now on. Because it's
0: terrible.
1: <laughs> 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 uh. Do we have? Do not have any
3: rebuttals for Fireside? You had a for Fireside
0: the, topic, but you didn't write it down in your notebook. So you wrote something down about Batman, I think. Oh, you you want reading t- my goddamn notebook right now? No, I remember you picking up your pencil during Batman. I uh, wait,
3: wait, wait. I'm I stooped. do have a
2: question. What did you read for Fireside?
0: Did you read Slim? anything for Fireside? For Fireside? Or, I'm sorry,
3: my bad. what read did read you read for Lightning Round? Um, Detective Comics: Rite of Passage, where Tim Drake's parents get kidnapped by the like African drug lords. You Damn. went to the
2: archives for that bad boy. Just hit
3: the uh, comics app. Ninety nine cents a piece for Good the Father's up. Day sale. Is it? Yeah, the one Tim, that goes off because Tim Drake's father's, father, father gets murdered for like another hour Buying and a half. Buying that as we speak. Uh, yeah, you have some time. Uh, I think you have some time. Is that a, did that lead into Monday? Or yeah, it, yes, it did. Um, yeah, Norm Brayfield's Batman is the Batman that I grew up with. His Batman, I love his Batman. I got to read this. He, um, yeah, the, the, I tweeted a picture of it because he was looking up something. like They sent a video of Tim Drake's parents being like, interrogated, so he was looking at evidence in the background, and he saw like some kind of worm, and he couldn't find anything on his computer, so he went to his library and pulled out a book <laughs> on like this, this specific species of worm, st- and it was the silliest thing ever. That stupid internet <laughs> didn't have anything. You tweeted
1: that, didn't you? Harry? Yeah, I did.
3: Uh, it was good. There was a lot of... Because gr- well, this was the beginning... I'd never read the Tim Drake era, where like he was taken on as... I guess, I'm not sure if he was, the, he wasn't the ward at this point. I guess Tim Drake's parents are rich and
2: they're just always traveling, so he was staying with Bruce. Tim Drake was originally a, you Just trolled Mark. he was kind of a neighbor of Bruce Wayne. The way it worked is when Dick Grayson's parents died, Tim and his family were in Spoiler. the circus that night. And so Jack Drake, Tim's father, was a socially rich guy too on, with Bruce Wayne's Level mm-hmm. not quite that rich, but they were peers.
3: Yeah, and it was cool that in this entire, his parents get kidnapped, and it's obvious that Tim is like a, a junior detective. Like he's using all the, he's use, he's like a little Sherlock Holmes. He was in love with the Sherlock Sherlock Holmes TV show, and he was like using it in one scene to try to find out more info on like his parents' kidnap Right, his- and he was ahead of Batman in some scenes in terms
2: of like uncovering clues. That was always his claim to fame. He was the most cerebral Robin in a natural pair for him. Mm -hmm. Because he uh, discovered who Batman and Dick Grayson were, which is how they actually decided to initiate him.
3: His Red Robin title was really good. Remember that? His Red Robin title isn't
2: one of my favorite runs. Is that Chris Yost? Yes. Chris Yost and later Fabian (laughs) Necieza. (laughs) isn't <laughs>
3: the, really, the the cool stuff. Like it. spoiler is it's not really spoilers, but um, his d- the Drakes are like kidnapped and put in a ring of lava, where the ringleader is like standing on to show his power to his, his like troops. So Batman's talking about like the perspiration, you know, on your feet that allow you to stand there for a certain period of time. Superman swoops down and washes his face with it, <laughs> yeah, and then leaves. <laughs> um, so Batman, you know, gets to them and is like untying them they're like oh thanks Batman you, you got us and and there's like a glass there's like a pitcher of water there or what they think is water that the bad guy was like pouring out in front of them so the wife is like oh god let's drink some of this <laughs> and and Batman she drinks it uh, then the husband drinks it and Batman's like backhand slaps it out of their head he's like
0: <laughs> no don't drink that
3: <laughs> and they're going like ah hey. So he, he goes to all this trouble. He leaves Gotham to go to this, I don't even know where it was. It's like Zimbabwe <laughs> at this point. And he rescues them, and they die of poisoning from this
1: pitcher oh of poison. Gosh. So, oh. But,
3: like, Norm was like, pictures of grieving Batman are so great. All the pictures of, of Batman, like, throwing his head up in the air and, like, looking so sad. And he's like, ah. <laughs> it's probably, it's probably mad. Well, yeah, he, f- he did, because then he realizes, like, he's like, what the fuck? And he like goes nuts on this like these cronies and like he almost kills everybody, um, but he comes back to Wayne to the Batcave and tells Tim about it. Like the mother died, but the father was like in a coma state. So Tim was like discussing. Um, he's like, you don't know what it's. It was like the cliched. Tim was like to Bruce, he's like, you don't know what it's like. And then Batman, is like, yes, I do, Tim. And he puts his hand on his shoulder, and, and Tim's like. You're right. I'm sorry. And then, like, they show, like, Tim in front of Batman with Bruce standing over him, and then the shadow
0: of the bat, you know, head with the cow and stuff. I mean, it was cool. Then, right next to him was this poor dog licking antifreeze off the ground, and Batman didn't do anything about it. (laughs)
3: ace ace the bat hound <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> and he's just a leaking antifreeze into the gutter and and yeah. batman just let him drink it because i
3: had the one batman with norm Breyfogle where tim is robin and out for the first time wearing like the up the modern suit with like the leggings you know he's not like bare legged <laughs> um but i don't remember I'm, i i missed the issue where like he first does it it's good it's good stuff it
2: yeah. was good he helped bruce was still kind of grieving because he wasn't over jason dying he refused to <laughs> team up with anybody mm-hmm. and Tim just basically knocks on his door and says look you need a Robin if anything to keep you in check and Alfred's like you do this is the 10th night in 11 days something like that where you have come home bloodied and bruised and beaten from jaywalkers and purse snatchers You used to dance rings around them and this is just sad
3: mm-hmm. it was, yeah, it's, it's a good the, the covers look at the go to that that arc I'm not sure if it's a storyline in the app a rite of
1: passage but it's in a... the sale Of the four issues okay. Are individual
3: How about the cover Where Batman is the skeleton Did you see that
0: Yeah It's yeah. fantastic Issue 620 It's great Yeah it's Brave really good old, man Love Thank, this stuff Thanks to us all Buying comics live on the air Slim's bottom line At the end of the <laughs> month Is gonna be <laughs> <laughs> Fruitful Actually right? as he was Talking about it I just touched And bought all four <laughs> issues <laughs> Exactly
3: Give me some spending money on My next business trip Yeah, yeah me too yeah. I bought them right here As we're talking <laughs> Uh, that's all I had We gotta go I think. We gotta, we gotta we, what, a, what a what a show We're out of tape Can't
1: wait to see you guys At the tweet up Barcade July
3: 20th It's a Friday It's F- a F-Y-I. Friday.
1: Yeah. FYI Plan accordingly Mark has a pub crawl The next day So <laughs> <laughs> He's yeah, that, that was the Saturday Before On oh, my 30th birthday I've got a wedding The
0: next day Oh snap
3: uh, We'll see everybody He's not gonna be there Next week
0: Beat you Ooh, there Book for next week Doubt Book it. for next week oh, oh, it's, it's on
3: oh, oh. Taking the day off bro What's uh
2: Half day.
3: Oh, Fantastic Four. Mark Wade, Unthinkable. Unthinkable.
2: Mike Waringo, rest in peace.
0: We'll We'll be
3: reading it next next show. Live to tape. Can't get that digitally. We had to pass around Mark's hardcover and uh, paper copies like chumps.
1: They were sticky, not (laughs) going (laughs) to (laughs) lie.
3: On that note, too much. Uh, We'll see everybody next week. Thanks for being here.